Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, how's it going? It's Link here. And I am once again asking for your financial support. Now you might be asking, when was the first time that he asked for my financial support? Well, before we had a podcast, I was asking people for financial support on the street. So this is my second time asking for financial support. So if you want to support us in the podcast, Searching for MacGuffin, you can always follow us on whatever streaming services or podcast services you listen to us. And then you can also click and donate in the description. Love you. Welcome back to Searching for MacGuffin with your host, George. Gabe. And Link. And before we move on to today's topic, I guess we have a... a, a bit of warning here we're not all in the room for reasons that i guess our host gabe can go into so yeah that's correct um i have uh basically i have covid and so it's been rough over these holidays but uh the shows must go on as we will soon in fact find out and so yeah, I'm 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 at home quarantining, uh, trying to stay safe. Um, just a friendly reminder: wear your masks and uh, be mindful of uh, where you're headed. Yeah, so I think every show at this point ends up having their COVID episode or episodes. So I guess this <laughs> is ours. Yeah, it's funny you you mentioned the shows must go on, and that's today's topic. Today's episode thirteen. The shows must go on, and it's ending our merry month of Marvel. The one where Gabriel gets COVID. <laughs> that can be the name of our episode. Okay. Oh, man. That's, oh, that's a good one. That's actually a better title. Can we change it now? But um, we're going to talk about the MCU show. So we've been talking about the films for the past several weeks. We went through the entire history. We got great feedback from a lot of our listeners. Our viewers? No, they're listeners. Again, we are not a video podcast. I think just us, we're the viewers, right? Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. We're, we're, actually, we're, we're viewing you. Yeah, we're actually viewing you right now. This is a very interesting experience because it's like, I'm sitting, like the computer's positioned in my normal spot. <laughs> so this is where I normally sit. So seeing you just through my screen is actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's the same thing for us because we place the computer where you usually sit. So we're staring right at you, staring right back at Look, us. I'm petting you. That's not what's going on. Also, our, again, our <laughs> listeners can't see anything that you're doing. So, viewers, I am petting. <laughs> I am petting Gabriel. Okay. So, tussling up his hair. Tussling. Tussling. Oh. So, we have a long and arduous journey that goes back just a couple of years. So, I guess when we talk about MCU TV, where did this all start? Where does MCU TV start for for you guys? I think for me, it would be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if I'm correct. Um, I wasn't on board um, as it was airing on TV, like when it first came out. 
Yeah. Um, I think that I, I caught on once um, it was on Netflix, and I think you had recommended the show to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I started, I think it was about season three was, was out on Netflix. And you told me, like, it's kind of like a little bit rough to get into it. But once you're into it, once it takes off, it, it soars. And so uh, I started and I binged it. And then since then, I just kept I kept up with it uh, um, like uh, week to week on TV. Yeah. Link, you didn't watch the show, right? Nah. So you're still not watching anything MCU related on television at this point, right? No, not at all. Yeah. So I watched it from the beginning, like you mentioned. I think I've talked about before that, like when we were in the earlier Marvel episodes, how when um, Winter Soldier happens, it's Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. When Winter Soldier yeah. happens, like the events go back and forth between the show and the movie, etc. And like that was a that was a nice ride. It lasted for like a really long time. How many seasons did it go, Gabe? I believe it was seven. Yeah, I was thinking seven, seven too. Mm. Yeah, I kind of drifted off like around five, which is longer than I think some people um, stayed on. But I caught up and like watched the rest of it during the pandemic. I was like, I guess I watched five sh- years of this show. Like I should just wrap up six, six and seven are short. So I saw it. It was good. I mean, I think it kind of outstayed his welcome, especially because it started really connected with the movies. And then as it was that divide that, you know, we discussed in our earlier episode between Marvel Entertainment with Ike Permalter and then um, Kevin Feige and Marvel Films, then it's less and less connected. And we kind of lost that. Along that way, there was that show Agent Carter, which I loved. Wasn't that in the that show? No, it was actually a spinoff. It was, I mean, it oh, was, okay, yeah, it wasn't even really a spinoff, but it did go back and forth between both shows. There's a little bit of crossover, but it really is its own standalone. And that was a that was produced by um, someone who had to do with the Marvel films, right? Because that's probably like the most authentic piece of MCU TV before this year, because like Jarvis shows up in in Endgame, right? And and it's a, it's it's a lot more tied to to the movies, but that's a really good show. I think it's on Disney Plus. I highly recommend it. Season one is really good. I know a lot of people haven't seen it. Season two is good too. It ends in kind of a cliffhanger, but yeah. So I think with um with Agent Card, I still haven't seen it, even though it comes highly regarded. Oh wow! And um, that's I mean that's definitely something I will check out because I mean I love Haley Atwell and it's created mm-hmm. by Marcus and McFeely. Yeah. Um, that's that's that what it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. The writers that have done a lot for. I think it's produced um, by Feige too, if I'm not mistaken. Aren't they all produced by Feige? No, no, they're not because, like I said, the TV used to be run, and it and some of it still is because there's other shows that are not connected, like things like Cloak and Dagger and stuff that's on Freeform and on Hulu. They're not MCU related. They're Marvel properties. They're run by Marvel Entertainment, which Marvel Films used to be under, but there was a big creative difference that we talked about around phase two where then like disney was like okay marvel films you're your own company and marvel entertainment you're a different company so instead of being a subsidiary it they got their own autonomy so they just started going in different directions okay so highly recommend agent card if you haven't seen it you don't need to watch agents of shield if you again uh, captain carter she's great you know peggy carter is a great character i know she's my wife's like favorite MCU heroine. She doesn't have any powers, but uh, and we were talking about like First Avenger and how people love that movie, and she was like adding me in personal conversation, like this is why you have to tell them why First Avenger is great, and it's because 
you know, according to her, and I totally see it, like Peggy Carter is probably one of the strongest female characters in the MCU. So we moved on from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter to the Netflix series. And I think this is where you jumped aboard, right, Link? Yeah, this is where I jumped aboard um, <laughs> with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And I remember during that time, like, you guys kept on recommending Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to me and all that stuff. But I was like, yeah, I don't care about ABC shows. Yeah, why, why did you have that attitude? I think I have that attitude about <laughs> many shows. <laughs> I don't know. I just... If it's produced on ABC, I do not want to watch that. <laughs> that was my mentality. I'm more of a comedy guy, like I said before. And right. what ABC's comedies are not good, in my opinion. Really? You didn't like Modern Family? Modern Family isn't good Modern comedy? Family is the exception. Okay. But, yeah, so I never watched that. I got into, Dare- I got into Daredevil mm-hmm. with Netflix when that came out. Uh, I think what grabbed my attention was that it was produced by Jeff Loeb. And I love Jeff Loeb as a as a author so i'm like oh you got me there and uh it kind of ruined shows for me (laughs) yeah this is true it ruined shows for me because i remember and this is what i loved about the netflix shows is that they all come out at once oh yeah yeah me it's like i don't have to wait a week and that's and that's the other thing i'm a binger yeah netflix had that by that time i had already come you know had been out for a while and i've been binging stuff right Mm -hmm. i don't want to watch weekly stuff yeah, I this is what I love about Netflix. I can watch it all at once, and I did. Mm-hmm. And it just ruined everything. Like I, I remember, it came out. I was watching The Flash, a CW. Yeah. And I started liking The Flash. Like, yeah, it's not that bad. But I was watching it weekly. I had to wait, and then I think on a Friday, Daredevil came out. I binge watched it in one day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm never watching Flash ever again. Wait, oh, so you actually <laughs> did get to watch some Flash? Yeah, like the first half of, wow. season, of season one. Oh, and then wow. Daredevil, and I'm like, okay. This is news to me because I guess I recommended Flash early on when it was, I, th- I think, pretty good. And my only recollection was Link being like, it's not Daredevil. I'm not watching it. Egg. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know you actually had like tasted it. Yeah. So I love, I personally really enjoyed the Marvel shows. And I think what made them special to me was the fact that I was in college, but I was able to watch most of them with Gabriel. Yeah. And that's what we would do when every show would come out. Mm-hmm. I'd go to his dorm, his room, and we'd order food and just watch the show. And it was, I just had a great time just watching it with him. And that's why some of those shows are really great. Some, yeah. of the, some of them are fantastic. Some of them aren't so great. But I really enjoyed that time with Gabriel just watching it with him. And that started later, right, Link? Um, yeah. Cause like the it, person that we saw together was Luke Cage or something? I think it was Luke Cage because we didn't, when... Daredevil and Jessica Jones came out. We weren't in college at the same time yet. Mm-hmm. So I watched those by myself. Yeah. But Luke Cage came out and we started watching him. And I really enjoyed watching him with you. Because I think for, for Daredevil, I remember... We watched season two together. Um, yeah. For season one, when it had to come out, I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't really hear much about it. Like I was, I was This is my first semester in, in college. And my roommate at the time, who's... Who's not really like uh like suit like as much into like Marvel and stuff like that. He was watching it in the room, and I happened like to see him watching it. Like, and he was binging it. Like, like Link was saying, he was stayed th- like the 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 curtains were closed. He was in bed and just watching from the TV screen in his bed. And then I started watching a couple episodes, and I'm like, this is really good. And then I ended up. I think he was on episode like three or four, and then I ended up rewatching and on my like by myself, and that was that was fantastic. So then, 
once the other like um shows came out i started watching them and i was i was lucky enough to be able to watch them with uh link over some very good thai food oh yes thai food <laughs> thai chili well you know i also think that link is kind of burying the lead because he gave us like four or five uh reasons why he was so excited for daredevil none of them were the fact that this is the show about daredevil like which i know is one of your personal favorites. oh yeah yeah like this was a dream come true to me yeah yeah, I I couldn't believe that we were finally gonna get a. Sh- I mean, we we got a Ben Affleck movie in the nineties, early two thousands. No, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, early two thousands. And like, I thought, oh, that's it. It's dead in the water. We're never coming back to Daredevil after this movie. Um, so to have this like on this level on Netflix, especially at what I think is the height of Netflix. Yeah. Um, I think that was a v- really big coup for Marvel. One question that I have for you that's kind of a side conversation but it really has to do with the shows at this point versus the shows now um what do you prefer link says he prefers binging them do you prefer the week-to-week model gabe or um i think it just has to do with i think points in like in my life yeah i think if i have the opportunity if i have the time where like i was in college so i could have weekends and and things that happen that's like I could binge, I could just stay in my room and just binge the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. There may be other points where I am um, pretty busy consistently. And so um, fitting it into a weekly schedule is more feasible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I would like to give you a straight answer, but it's very tough because as much as I enjoy um, getting through something and the satisfaction of just next episode next episode next episode and that instant gratification i think i've learned to appreciate um delayed gratification and waiting um week to week for the to like build up the suspense to build up for that for especially with these shorter shows yeah absolutely um with these shorter shows these these six episodes um are typically in six episodes I, i finish it pretty quickly um in, in one sitting. Yeah. But for a 13 episode show, that's roughly 45 to 50 minutes. Um, there's a lot to get through. And I mean, I appreciate those binges, but uh, if I had to give you an answer right now, um, I would have to say, I think I'd appreciate the binge. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, if it came out and you had no time, you would make time for it though. So what, uh, Daredevil? Any show. Yeah, I don't know if it would be for any show. That's the thing. No, any Marvel show right now, MCU show coming out, you would make time for it. I don't know. It depends. And because you have you have it in its totality, you don't have to. You're gonna watch it within a week for sure. Yeah, for sure within a week. Exactly. So that's the beauty of it. You can watch it within a week. You don't have to binge watch it all at once. Yeah. But you can watch two or three episodes. Oh, you know what? I need to go to work. I'm gonna do that. I need to take a break. I need to do stuff like that. But by the week, it'll be done, and I really enjoy that. Yeah. Because I feel like with these shows. Like you were talking about, like having to wait, that waiting builds up anticipation, the expectations gets higher, and sometimes those expectations are not met. Yeah. And, well, I'm of two minds of it because I think that on one hand, I do agree with Gabriel, but on the other hand, I disagree because he was like, oh, I like stretching out the shorter shows. I think I actually like binging the shorter Shorter shows shows because it's like one long movie, and then I can go back and I can revisit them. If I like, like with the new Marvel shows, which we're going to talk about this, the the recent Disney Plus series, 
They're short enough that you can rewatch them, but since they're so stretched out, I haven't had a chance to go back. You haven't rewatched them. them, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm totally gonna throw them into like my Marvel rewatches, but I just haven't because it they take up so much time, and then you're on to the next one. Um, I think it all depends on where I am. Like if it's during finals or I'm on vacation, for example, the finale of the last show, uh, I wasn't even in the country, so. I had to wait, and I think I get scared sometimes that I'm going to get spoiled for stuff because I know everyone else is going to, like, do it first thing in the morning or even stay up till 3 in the morning and, like, try to ruin it. And I'm around a lot of people, especially at work. Um, my students particularly, they're going to be like, hey, this thing, this thing. So, I mean, they know that they know not to do that or it will affect them academically. But, <laughs> but uh, I just, that conversation moves so fast nowadays. Um Going back to Daredevil, when that first season launched, I remember I was working in public school and it was one of those like take your child to work day. So it just lined up perfectly, like all like the stars aligned and there was nobody in the school basically. Right. So all the kids go to wherever their parents work and you have like a very small number of kids. And then like it was getting a lot of buzz like, oh, there's this new show on Netflix. For me, it's like, you know, I've been waiting for this. But for a lot of the other teachers, like there's this new thing. That's going on Netflix. So we huddled like multiple classes in a room and just spent the whole day binge watching it. And we got through like eight hours of it because it was like there's just science on all the teachers doors. Go to this room. And it's just we're watching Daredevil season one, which is probably not the most appropriate. I mean, it's older kids. It's high school. But like that's just what we did that day because there were no classes anyways. And I'll just remember that like that was an opportunity to binge it. And enjoy it. It's also a good way to teach good uh, good writing if you're an English teacher. That's true. Good I, storytelling. I probably could have taken advantage of that, but I didn't because <laughs> there were barely any kids All right, there. guys. This is how you tell a story in 13 <laughs> episodes. Now we're going to watch, I don't know, what would be a bad example. of Iron Fist. Okay. <laughs> so moving on to the, the next couple. So Daredevil was like a huge hit. Then we got Jessica Jones, which is based on the comic series Alias. By Brian Michael Bendis, also one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. I know you've read this, right, Lynn? No, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, Brian Bendis also wrote for uh, Daredevil, Daredevil as correct? Well, yeah. Right, yeah. And there's a lot of like cross there, so, so this was like a natural fit. That that Alias run is one of my favorite series. So this was I I I loved Jessica Jones. I started to see a pattern though, where like these 13 episode series that Netflix has, maybe they too should, long. Yeah, like. Two or three episodes too long? You know, I saw a tweet that said, like, the new MCU, the Netflix shows were 13 episodes too long, whereas the MCU are six episodes too short. So it seems to me like the magic number might be around eight to ten episodes. Yeah, eight to ten. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. And all released at once. Because I always I always felt like, man, Daredevil's so good, but, like, it could have been two episodes shorter. And no, Jessica no, 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 Jones no. especially could have been three episodes shorter. So I don't feel like that for Daredevil. The yeah, other not shows, as much because yeah. they use for their time very well. Jessica Jones, I can see that. I started to feel like that in the other shows. But even with Daredevil, like, for example, season one, spoilers, like, ten years ago. <laughs> but, uh, like, the whole thing is an origin story, the first 13. So it's, yeah. like, 13 hours before we see Daredevil. Maybe ten hours is, like, a little snugger, you know? It's, like, four episodes till we get a villain, you know? I think maybe the pacing could have been because I get a lot of people who tell me it's that, slow. Yeah. yeah, like they they tried it for a couple episodes that never finished Daredevil, and I'm like, well, you made a big mistake. But I understand why. Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pacing is really really slow. So Jessica Jones, um, great. I love that show. Yeah, Luke Cage, great villain. And see, Kill, that's and Kill Luke, Grave. 
Luke Cage is another one where Luke that... Cage was six episodes too long mm-hmm. because <laughs> I remember watching it with Gabriel, and once they killed Cottonmouth, we were like, against what? We were yeah. like, what's what's going on here? Will we? <laughs> and then it's you like, watch the, the almost... next six, and I don't even remember who the villain is. But I'm like, okay, Around. this show ended like we've discussed this. It's it's Mariah and the Bushmaster. Oh yes, Jet. So these episodes lead up to like an, a mid-season finale that's good enough and then we kind of get like extra episodes right? yeah yeah so it was a weird structure for luke cage i still i still enjoyed it then iron fist was like a huge disappointment for me at the time it is man it was i know you're very passionate about this and when we were planning for this episode i think link hinted at like i don't know if we can i can keep my conversation about this show down to what was it that like aches at you about the show iron fist well yeah. the acting yeah <laughs> Uh, the, the Korea, the fighting, mm. like, how combat, is it? Yeah. yeah. You're Iron Fist, the immortal Iron Fist, you know, like this amazing fighter. Another, okay. A book based on another epic run. Who's it that writes that Iron Fist run? The It was Matt Fraction yeah, Matt and Ed Brubaker. And Brubaker again, right? And it's like, how do you, you're supposed to be like this complete, awesome, like badass at fighting, right? Martial mm. arts. But then the the action in Daredevil is so much better than yours. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's very disappointing. Yeah, it's very stale. It's very stale, and that's why I love Shang Chi. When I was like, I, I mentioned it. Like yeah. once I saw Shang Chi, I was like, this is what Iron Fist could have been. Mm-hmm. And that was like the expectations. Like we're big fans of Frank Miller, Brian Michael Bendis' runs on Daredevil, and to see that come from the page to television was amazing. And we, I think, we had that same kind of expectation for Iron for Fist. a fraction of Brubaker's yeah. Iron Fist, and then. It just did. It just missed the mark, like totally. And I think it started dragging down the entire, yeah, you know, Netflix slate. So we got defenders where they all teamed up. It had some cool parts, yeah. Yeah, did, did not. And I think it was. Go ahead. I Gabriel. think that's. I think that's what happens is like Iron Fist is so crucial to the story of defenders mm-hmm. that that's why it drags it down because it's like it's like a lot of the events of these shows have been leading up to this team up. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could cut the they, fat out. Yeah, they have obviously like they have their separate stories, but they have underlying motifs that it's like it's going in this direction, and and just having Iron Fist be such a pivotal part where that show and that character and that like I guess that that performance is just pretty weak in comparison. Yeah, um, I think really drags it down as you guys were saying. And if I remember it correctly, we got Daredevil season two before Dare- Defenders. Yeah, for sure, because it leads to the yeah. events, and then that leads yeah. to season three. And we got Punisher, which is another dream oh, for me. Oh my goodness! Punisher in season two of Daredevil, and then and then we got announced he was going to get his own show, which is another like this is where basically my childhood like fantasies are just coming to life, and we're just getting yeah. announcements. So to know that Punisher was coming, I was also disappointed Punisher wasn't in Defenders. Is that was that a weird thing for me? Like, is that a weird expectation? Yeah, I think it I was because like you know Punisher they went. Yeah, they just, <laughs> would have murdered a bunch of people, and they I don't think they would work together they like that. Murdered a bunch of. Ninjas. He could have been a foil. It was just that basically he just came off being on the show that led to Defenders, and it was already announced that he was going to get his own show, and I didn't think he was going to have a big part of it, but it was just like here's a gap of like what I like, and a lot of what I don't like, which was a lot of the Iron Fist stuff and some of the like back end. Luke Cage. I mean, these shows get a second season. It's not really worth discussing that much, I don't think. They they end up all getting canceled, which we were all happy for for a couple of reasons, right? 
I think yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to figure out what reasons would be. Well, for me, I think it was just because like the Daredevil was doing great. Jessica Jones wasn't as good as it was, it was at the beginning. I'm still shocked that there's a <laughs> recently found out that there's a season three of Jessica Jones. I think I recently found that. I too. have I'm, not watched that. I'm not sure if I've seen it. I was actually. like, "What, Gabriel? Do we have to watch this together?" Because the show was like pre-canceled, right? It was. Yeah, like, it was canceled before it even came out. Yeah, I get. I can't. Yeah, I kind of gave up. Honestly, I don't even think I made it through Luke Cage uh, season two. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Iron. I yeah, actually, I, felt, I saw the first three episodes of Iron Fist season two to give it a chance, but just wasn't it the only thing i saw through and through were the punisher i love the punisher yeah um and then daredevil i think daredevil like season three for me <laughs> yeah oh my oh, goodness man so good if anyone here, hasn't man. seen daredevil and if you watched the new spider-man movie or you're excited about the future uh of the marvel universe go back and watch daredevil because i think it's going to be important and it's just so good just on its own and the villain yeah, it's, it's gonna he you're gonna see him. Yeah, yeah. There's so much you're gonna see Kingpin. So much is gonna make more sense, uh, for you. But I made it through all of this. Yeah, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Iron Fist season two, I think is better than one, but it's not much better than one. And it has this like cliffhanger, where it's like, oh, where are they going? I don't care. I don't want to see it. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not really worth it. Where yeah. are they going? I don't know. You're gonna fall off this cliff. <laughs> yeah, but I think the other reason is we felt like okay, if Marvel, if the Marvel shows are canceled now. They can get off Netflix, and we can start after a while, right? Yeah, we know that it's gonna be a long way. I think it was like two or three years, yeah. right? But you know, time by moves, you know, slowly. And I've waited my whole life for this, so I can wait a couple of more years. And I think we're just trying to see the fruits of that before we move on to the the most important part of our conversation, which is the slate of shows that ties into the MCU. There's one show that just popped into my mind that I forgot about when I was thinking about. You guys ever saw Inhumans? No, I heard that was bad, right? No, I heard it was I heard it was really bad. Yeah, I went to the movie theater to watch the first two episodes on IMAX and it was the worst experience. Um if I could say something good about Inhumans is if any of our listeners love Eternals, go watch Inhumans. <laughs> it's like basically the same thing. So with the Marvel TV shaken at this point in time, we get the advent of Disney Plus. And with Disney Plus, Disney puts a lot of money and marketing and a lot of their eggs in this basket that this channel has to blow up fast. So the first thing they promise us, or at least one of the first things they promise us, besides new Star Wars, is new Marvel shows. And not just any Marvel shows, shows with movie quality mm. that tie in to the rest of the universe. What were your initial thoughts heading into this this year's slate of shows? Uh, I didn't have any expectation. Really? Yeah. Because I learned not. <laughs> After watching Daredevil and watching other shows, I've learned, let me not put my, let me <laughs> not raise my expectations mm-hmm. for TV shows. But then, I'll, and I'll talk about it, I ended up not taking that advice. Right. And putting my expectations expectations higher and higher and i'll mention that a little bit later so it lasted like as long as the marketing lasted yeah but by the time the shows came around yeah yeah you were already raising expectations what about you gabe i think once they announced the shows um i was excited i yeah. mean what made you excited the fact that they were gonna tie in yeah that's um, so cool to the to the films it's just because i mean i always remember that how how Ethan's shield ties into Thor the Dark World and and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and you having that experience live 
um, as I was watching those episodes of Agents of Shield, I was like, "This is amazing! I can't imagine what it's like to be live." Yeah. And um, once they announced it, and like in my head, I was just like, "So they're gonna basically kind of cross over, like I would think seamlessly, or like mm-hmm. they're being more, they're gonna have to be more intentional with what we put out there for the TV is gonna have to match up with what's gonna be um on the films, right?" And so, I mean, we had some time, like, obviously with the pandemic and, and not having the the films come out, I think there was some sort of um, kind of switch up with the, the re- scheduled release mm-hmm. for some of them. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be first. That's the first Wa- that was the first so, one that was supposed to come out? Yeah, yeah. And then WandaVision, oh, was mo- it moved up a little bit. It came out about the same time it was, but it would have been the second mm. one. We would have already been two shows in, yeah. But I mean, for me, I, I was excited. I mean, I can't really, I can't really talk about um, the shows without um, talking about the Mandalorian. Obviously, yeah, with it's the not a model property. With the success of Mandalorians, it raised it your raises expectations. the expectations of the other because sh- you're shows. like, oh, Whoa. they could do Star Wars. They what? could totally do Marvel. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and, it, and I mean, one of the things not, I mean, not to get into Star Wars too much, but one of the things I love is like you get to like week to week, you get to go in. You get another tiny piece of of that world that you're so used to just watching, waiting for years mm-hmm. that for the films to bring you. Um, and so I was just excited they were giving this treatment to Marvel. Yeah. And with everything that was going on, I mean, it was it was nice because this is something you could watch at home. Yeah, and that when the, when the pandemic came. Yeah, around. it especially came in handy during the pandemic because Marvel got to regain some momentum before we went back into theaters. Mm-hmm. So, like we mentioned, Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been first. It got delayed because they weren't done with some shooting. So we ended up with WandaVision as our big debut. What was your reaction to WandaVision? Oof. Okay, so so this is a show that kind of, out of the main MCU shows, yeah. this is my least favorite. Really? And and it's because my expectations, I remember I told you, all right, let me lower my expectations because not every show is going to be Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I don't have to measure every show yeah. by, you know, by the, how good Daredevil is. I got to enjoy the show just as they are. That's what I try to tell myself. That's what you tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying yeah. to be a good, a good objective person here. Mm-hmm. But my subjectivity keeps yeah, on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You can only withheld, like, A, your personality, B, your, like, vested interests. Exactly. So I, I tried. I really did. But anyways, it came <laughs> out. I was enjoying it, right? But around that time, and it, and this was, like, when was it like January? Mm-hmm. I January, I got yeah. TikTok. I, I I created a TikTok account because I had nothing much to do. So I'm like, let me just do TikTok to see what's all about. And I really enjoyed it. And I found this uh this account. Oh no! By this guy named Straw Hat Goofy. Okay. And I I love that guy. That guy's awesome. Yeah. However, he ruined Wandavision for me, and because, and I told you like. I think I was telling you because after every and this is why I don't like the ep, like the weekly the weekly uh, schedule release because and it I, really it really gives people time to think. Yeah, I do agree with that because I love the week to week conversation, but not with the whole world. Yes, now with the whole world in the conversation, there's too many voices. Too there. many voices, right? And that's what I was. So I was looking into this guy, and this guy, this guy's a huge nerd. He knows what he's talking about, right? And after every episode, he's expecting, you know, because it's it's a Marvel movie, right? It's a Marvel show. You're gonna expect. Uh, little what's it called easter eggs right? right and some of these easter eggs can say oh they tell you who's gonna come up right the little foreshadow of who's coming right 
And after every episode, I'd go to this guy's account and he predicted what was going to happen and it would just raise up my expectations. Like, I was, ex- and it was, it was a roller coaster. Cause mm-hmm. at first off, I st- it started off by me thinking, oh, okay, cool. We're going to get, we're going to somehow get the X Men through this, mm-hmm. from this. Oh, yeah. we're going to get Fantastic Four. We're going to get Reed Richards. He's the one, he's going to be that agent that's going to, that we're looking for. And it just kept on increasing, increasing the expectations. And once the show was done, None of those expectations were met. None of these characters were introduced, right? Yeah. And even then, too, uh, was it was it uh, Olsen or was it uh, Paul Bethany that said that there was Paul a... Paul Bethany. That there was a... No, it was Olsen, right? No, it was Paul Bethany, yeah. That said that there was a Luke Skywalker, like Mark Hamill type of... Level cameo. Level cameo. An actor he really wanted to work with. Exactly. That, right? Yeah. And I was I so... It was, I think it was both. Oh, well, oh, she said, she said it. The Skywalker said it thing. The Skywalker thing. Bethany said someone yes, I really want to work yeah. with. Yeah, it was, she said that, right? So my expectation, all right, who is a Luke Skywalker type character that's up there with Mark Hamill, right? Mm-hmm. I thought Magneto. You get me? There is that connection. He, yeah. uh, Magneto is Wanda's father. Yeah. I thought, oh, is this how we introduce the, the X-Men? Is yeah. this how we get Ian McKellen? Yeah. You know, the great... Ian McKellen, and no, I didn't get any of that. I got, I got freaking fake uh, Silver Surfer. Well, even then, and I knew when I heard that, when I read that, I knew it wasn't going to be Luke Skywalker level. But I think if it would have actually been Quicksilver opening that forbidden door to the Fox MC, the Fox Marvel movies, that would have been like a big storytelling cameo. But then they took it away from us by the end of the series. It yeah, wasn't actually, no. you know. And then I don't know what Paul Bettany was thinking. For those of you unaware, he was hyping this actor that he always wanted to work with that would come on the show. And it was just another version of himself. So there was two visions and he How got to egotistical work. is... I, what a narcissist, bro. I think he was nah, joking. It was a troll. No, bro. Yeah. No, guy's a jerk. But, as, but that's, again, when we're talking about too many voices. For example, on this show, what we try to do is examine storytelling, you know, pick up on themes, evaluate, you know, narrative structure... Uh, foreshadowing hints for the future and interconnectivity you know of thought but sometimes that conversation has gone so far before i've even seen the episode yeah because if i go on the if i watch the show the next day and then go on a forum for example i don't have a ton of social media but i do have reddit and i go up there and i look at the episode conversation and they've exhausted every piece of information on the face of the planet earth you know trying to guess where this show is going and it just fills you you talked about like not meeting expectations it's expectations that the show doesn't build for itself exactly it's entirely outside of the narrative it's people doing a disservice to the show yeah yeah i will say in that in that uh in the event of that elizabeth olsen comment Mm -hmm. that was (laughs) she wasn't trolling when she said that right like she really yeah, yeah i think she i think she believed it but Honestly, like, I don't know how someone... I knew it wasn't going to be ever as big because I don't think anything can be as big. Yeah. Personally, for me, with Luke Skywalker. But I definitely do agree with Link that since this is the first one, it did... I did um, kind of enter that culture of theorizing Mm -hmm. every five seconds once the show is over until the next week, until the next week, until the next week, to the point that when you get to the end and these things don't pay off in the sense of like all these expectations that you built 
there is a sense of disappointment because you had gargantuan yeah. like expectations yeah. for something that, as you said, the show does not build for itself. I think that if I had to look at it, like looking back on the experience of watching it, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. But I think in the moment, week to week, I mean, I still had a good time watching the show and like week to week, I was like, oh, it left me like, oh, what's going to happen next? But I do think that with that being the first one and experiencing like, oh, what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next week? And seeing all these Twitter theories and YouTube videos and TikToks, I think that they did um, kind of breed the bad habit of creating these expectations, which for me personally, wasn't um, it wasn't such a great thing um, once the show was over. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, I enjoyed WandaVision. I think, but I think in the moment, I was like, that was good. Let's see, like, let's see what's next. Yeah. What do you guys think of the style of, of each episode for the first? So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Now, how about we actually talk about the show so, itself, yeah. right? Um, Go ahead. You were saying? The I style thought it, of every Yeah, episode? yeah. I thought it was cool. You get me? I thought it was a, kind of like a love letter to, uh, to TV, right? Yeah. So I was, yes. I, I, I thought that I was cool. It. And I thought they were really smart because they released episode one, one and two together, in one shot. Two, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, by the end of one, I was like, oh, I know why you need momentum into two because people would have dropped off the show after yeah, just one episode. Exactly. But I thought it was cool. I, some I people it. think it's genius and they love that about the show. And they. Yeah. And genius like, might be a strong word. But I think it's I think it was a really good choice for a genre. Yeah. Because we talk about genre a lot here on the show and how Marvel's still making new movies. We talked about Shang Chi being the first like martial arts film, you know, and some of these newer movies finally exploring film genres and storytelling genres. And it was great because there was nothing in the Marvel cinematic universe looks like Wandavision. Yeah. It feels like Wandavision. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. So I I thought that was cool. Yeah. But at the same time, like, oh, man, I really thought they were going to give us an office one. And when they gave us <laughs> the modern family, the one. modern family, it wasn't. Di- I mean, I wasn't disappointed. Nah, with man, it. it's, it's your agenda against ABC link. It's my agenda it against ABC. But you also have to look at it this way, that it basically is the office one because they're a family. It's not it, we're going to compare it to modern family because it's a family show in that style. But really, the office creates that like subgenre of the sitcom, the docu sitcom. And it is what it is. Yeah. It's just the setting is a house because it's her kids and her and her husband. It's It's been following all these family sitcoms throughout the series. So it's going to be about a family. But it's really a love letter to that Parks and Rec, you know, talk to the camera, third wall genre in and of itself. It's still an homage to The Office, I think. Eh, I don't think so. I mean, it's an homage to that genre that The Office started, you know, that ends probably with Modern Family. No, because I think people are going to think, oh, it's an homage to Modern Family. Instead of yeah. what you what you just said, yeah, but I yeah, and that's true. But like, if you look at it from a TV perspective, I don't think that any of the episodes are an homage to a specific show, which might not be true because probably the Lucy one and stuff. The Lucy but, one, the Malcolm in the Middle yeah. one. But I think it's also just that time period in that genre that those shows tend to be like atypical of, you know. So there's a lot of nods to specific shows, but they're also like time periods. It's more about the kind of shows that we made. In those time periods, you know, so I look at it like a decades type yeah, of decade, thing. Yeah, yeah. Going back to what Gabriel said about like it was okay in the moment, I agree. I think the show is better than I enjoyed it. I think looking yeah. back on it, the show's super good. I think it's one of the strongest, strongest, <laughs> one of the strongest um, female-led narratives. Yeah, you know, because Vision's not much of a of a lead. You know, 
Um, I think there was a lot lacking in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think very subtly, Wanda gets to jump at the forefront. Yeah. And I think that's what happened in Phase 4, that we finally got those female heroines that we needed that were there all along. Because we talked about last episode, Black Widow, and how we finally get a female-led uh, film from someone who's been along for the ride with us. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that, that I think the show was excellent. I think the show was excellent. I think if anyone hasn't seen it, it's definitely worth going back to. It's a, it's a more in, in my opinion it's more enjoyable if yeah. you just binge watch binge watch. Yeah, I agree definitely. Yeah. Week to week was was a hassle because of the narrative. My last point on WandaVision is this is where the shows start to get a little heavy on continuity. Where I know a lot of people jumped on board on the show just because it was on Disney Plus. It's free, you know. Theoretically, it's already in their house. They don't have to go anywhere. And just so many people that watched this show, it was like their first Marvel thing in years or at all. Mm-hmm. And they were just so confused. Yeah. Like, who's Vision? Like, <laughs> like why? Well, he's a robot? Is This is a dream? You know, who's the guy with the silver hair? You know? You have to know a lot to kind of understand yeah. what this show is hinting at. And, and even where it leads off. Because it feels like this show doesn't have an ending. It does not have an ending. Because you have like a white Vision and he leaves. And where is he going? Like, we're starting to get used to it. Like, we don't need all the answers because we're going to get them later down the line. But for people watching this show, they end the show a little confused and they don't know what's next. And and there is no season two, right? Yeah. I don't, it's, you know? So it's just like, that's it. The show finished and, like, it ends with a bunch of question marks. It's a formula that audiences are going to have to start getting used to. And I, I don't know if that's good or bad. I really enjoyed Randall Park in the show. Yeah. As Jimmy good. Woo. Yeah. He stole, he stole the show for me. A lot of people got on him, and I thought that was pretty cool. I, I like Specifically the, on the actor, like, oh, Randall Park's awesome. Yeah. And so I love the fact that he got love from that. You know, such a minor character who's also been in other uh, MCU stuff, but now gets love because of it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, particularly Ant-Man, which is one of your favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. So Also, Kat Dennings comes Kat back Dennings after good, several yeah. years, and I think this is a good fit for her. Yeah. She doesn't really fit in the Thor series anymore. But you can just plug her in somewhere else. And we're starting to see that now. Hmm. Do you think we can see her in Thor? Love and Thunder or God of Love and Thunder? I don't think so. Because I think it's all going to be on space and another I planet. See, but, you know? but we don't. We never know. know yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't honestly, it be cool, though, for her to see Jane ooh. as Thor? As her, you know, her no, friend no, being yeah, Thor, now you're Thorita? Con- now you're convincing. There's no such thing as Thorita. Now you're convincing me that that could be a possibility. Okay, but she's—I don't think she's casted. I don't anymore. think she's going to be oh, in it. That's but, a good but, yeah. point. All right, thanks. she's not going to be in it. But well, in, in about forty-five seconds, Link uh, built up expectation. I didn't know I had, and then tore it. That'd down. be cool, yeah. Maybe, yeah, well, you never know. Maybe she shows up on some other show and talks about it. Sees a clip on a TV or something. Who knows? Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the second show that came out. I learned to lower my expectations and to not uh, <laughs> go to TikTok and view some of these accounts. Yeah. So by doing that, I ended up enjoying Falcon and Winter Soldier a lot more than I enjoyed WandaVision. I think this one was probably the one I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I think... Why? Well, Bucky for me is a character that I really, really enjoy. I love Sebastian Stan in that role. Um, but I also was really interested to see... There's not really, I didn't think there was really going to be any magic in this. And then not to say that I'm not a, I'm not a fan of magic. I am, but I thought it was interesting to see like 
maybe not like ground level, but a bit more grounded than we have seen mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. Um, and I mean it. It very. I don't know. It gave me uh, Winter Soldier vibes, and and yeah. seeing that name back in the title. I mean, it brought back good memories because um, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Is one of my favorite Marvel movies, and like I said, I mean, I I really enjoy the character, and I do like the character of Falcon. Whatever whatever qualms I have about uh, Anthony Mackie as a person is is a different thing, but I do like um, his portrayal of of, um, of Falcon. Yes, this universal Anthony Mackie hate that I must have missed and don't understand. He's kind of a jerk sometimes. Apparently, maybe I don't. Really look into, I guess, individuals' personalities. Because you don't have a TikTok, that's why. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, um, So I don't have a TikTok, but I still managed to get hyped for this show because it feels like I say every time we discuss anything, oh, it's based on my favorite. This is my favorite. But it's really because Marvel has done an excellent job adapting their best material to films and television. So we, I mean, they know their product. Right. right. So we've talked about all these like grounded stories uh, Captain America, Daredevil, Hawkeye, which we'll talk about in a moment. You know, based on epic runs by Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker, Winter Soldier, and and his run here, where Falcon becomes Captain America, and the stories that he tells in the comics of of when Bucky becomes Captain America. That whole Brubaker run of Captain America, I'm super excited. And Zemo is one of my favorite villains. Oh yes, the fact that we got Zemo back, and I, I didn't never think, imagined. He'd I come did back. not imagine. Yeah. First of all, I didn't also I also did not imagine we'd get GSP back as Black Yes, uh, I'm a low key uh Batrock of the Leaper fan and I'm a big GSP fan. We were I, impressed with his performance. Yes, we were impressed with his performance. Um loved him in that movie. Never imagined him coming back having a even bigger role than Yeah, cuz I think movie. he's like the perfect villain for, you know, or a small small villain like for this. Like a D-level D-level, yeah. Captain America villain, yeah. And oh man, I'm so happy that we got him because you know I love GSP as a as a, as a MMA fighter, mm-hmm. and when I remember watching it, was it was it in Winter Soldier that he was in, or yes, was yeah, it Civil yeah. War? It's Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. When we was there, I'm like, oh, this is so great. Oh, then, we don't see him gone, anymore. Yeah. And then randomly, we 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 get him back, and then we get Zemo as well. Yeah, who I think is one of the be- better villains in the, and one of the best. Be- I think. Yeah, in 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 the MCU. And they use them so well. Yeah. One gripe I might have with this show, I think they use Batroc perfectly, but I think Zemo could have stuck around a little longer. Yeah, yeah, because I was they sold this show to me on Zemo, and he's great. The character's great, the actor's great, and they kind of take him out of the narrative quickly to focus on Bucky and Winter Soldier. But I think it was a mistake. We're gonna see him later on, though, right? Somewhere else. I think so. With uh, the the Contessa, I think the, yeah, the Contessa. I think this show. Um... Has a lot of great stuff. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Stuff. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon Not our show, Soldier. right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our show too. I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier has a lot of great elements towards it. Yeah. But I also think it suffers a bit in the fact that there might be a little too much for the amount of episodes that How it has. How many episodes was it? It was six, I believe. Yeah. Aren't I... they all six episodes? No, they're not all six uh, episodes. On Division and What If, I think, are nine. I believe this was supposed to run about eight, but, and I, I might be mistaken the count. They didn't know because they were still editing the show, so I'm not sure what the final count would have been, but I know that there's there's one gripe with this show that I totally understand, and it's that the narrative is a little unfocused and it is. muddled, especially like in between the second to third act, 
And that's because a huge part of this storyline initially was about viral infection. And they had to cut that. And if you watch, if you go into the show and you watch looking for that, you're going to realize there's a bunch of missing gaps in the story. Not plot holes per se, but just like you get to point A to point B without like really any explanation. It was like, like Mama Doña, she's sick because reasons, you know, and the reason is a huge viral infection storyline that gets excised from from the series. So the because of COVID, right? Yeah, because of COVID, right? So they delayed it. They they were like, okay, let's wait to see if things get better. They didn't, and they and they pushed it. Yeah. So they had this the whole superhuman human thing versus you know like viral infection and all that, and like there's just a big chunk of the show that's missing. And that it, makes it. I did not realize. Yeah. That, but it, yeah. It kind of doesn't make sense, and you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Wow. Now looking back, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So that- I think I think it started. I think it started strong. I mean, I I really like I love this stuff with like Bucky and and Sam living their lives and having their own problems. Um yes. Like Bucky going to therapy. Yes. yes. And having to deal with That's grounded. Like, That's his, grounded. The sins of his, Sam the sins not, of his past, you know. Sam not being able to get out take a loan. Right. Like Tony, Tony didn't leave him a giant fund that the Avengers can just pull out of, and I thought that was a very interesting part where he, where Sam's talking to the bank, and he's like, "You're an Avenger, you don't have money for this." Yeah, and not and to I get thought, too. I, go ahead. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, not to get too into the weeds of it. Also, it it addresses race in America, which is something I did not expect on a Disney Plus show. I think it also addresses race. It obviously happens in America, yeah. but like for. For comic book fans as well, because mm-hmm. they yeah. could be very not even comic book fans, because you see it everywhere. Yeah, you know, in Star Wars as well. But just geek culture, in geek general. culture could be very toxic and mm-hmm. racist as well. Yeah, and they address it here pretty well. Yeah, I think these shows start to make a stride in in representation. You know, whether it be race or gender, they start to take those steps that we've kind of been waiting for or, or missing out of. You know, and it was a heavy conversation, I think, you know, whether Falcon could be the symbol for America, America yeah. and everything, and whether he should even accept that. And I think it was a, a difficult conversation that Disney didn't need to have, but they were willing to. And I think that was ambitious. I thought it was great. I loved it. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good. Maybe not perfect. But I did like... Uh, the introduction of Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh wow, JLD! Yeah. What a get! She's great. I thought that was that. Like her coming in, I was like, "What?" I to, like I, I I didn't expect it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah me, I don't think anyone expected that, right? Yeah, no, yeah, because usually you get almost everything spoiled, right? Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's out of left field. I would never even dream of it, but once I saw it, I was like, "Is this her character from Veep with a with a <laughs> with, with a, a purple highlight? Yeah. What's going on here?" I mean, Marvel did it again. It's like we're like we've talked about in the past. We're so surprised that they get these actors mm-hmm. and actresses, and it's like, why is it surprising at this point? No, but this one is like out of left field because she, she is great in her genre of comedy. Yeah, you don't really see her go out. You know, she doesn't do a lot of stuff. She doesn't either. do a lot of stuff either, yeah. or she you don't see her a lot like in dramas or anything like that. So them getting Robert Redford. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. It's an actor in a yeah. movie. Yeah. It's expected even when we're surprised. Yeah, but this. Yeah. Like, wow. This came out of nowhere. 
Yeah. And she's cast perfectly, probably just because Julia Louis-Dreyfus is amazing. Is going to be amazing no matter Fantastic. what. But, like, yeah, they fit her in in a place where I wouldn't have even thought about. Yeah. Like, give me all your favorite actors. I wouldn't have thought of putting her in, but it's perfect where she Contessa, is. Contessa, Valentin, something, something. <laughs> yeah. I also liked Wyatt Russell and and his yeah, character. That's right. Um, I enjoyed that. I hated that guy. A lot of people hated him. <laughs> which is no, which is how good he which was. Which is yeah, exactly. A lot of people were like, "I just oh, the new Captain America show sucks cuz the new Captain America sucks." And I'm like, "Are you watching the show? That like you know he's the bad guy on the show, right? Yeah, you know like, they try to make him the suck, right?" Yeah. Like it's on purpose. Your his face is supposed to be punchable like. But the- I think by the end, I think the message gets through. We move on to Loki. Loki's the third series. We got a lot this year. I had no expectations for Loki because I had no idea yeah, <laughs> what I, was going to happen here. I honestly had some doubts. Like, for example, with WandaVision, I was like, ooh, this is great to give them time to have time for themselves. Wanda and Vision. Falcon Winter Soldier. Cool. It's basically like a Cap movie without Cap. But with Loki, I was like, do we really need... Do we need a Loki show? I mean, it's cool because Loki's the best part of yeah. every Thor movie. Yeah, exactly. But also, he's already escaped death like twice well no like actually he dies in thor one thor two thor he survives thor in three? infinity war infinity yeah. war and he's then, dead in infinity war yeah he doesn't survive infinity war no well he he survives him somehow by coming back in endgame you know yes. yeah yeah so, i mean it's cool that they explain this well and also infinity war has like an iconic line where it's like yeah i think he's really gone this time and there will be no resurrections which is technically true. True, because from that we, timeline, he's yeah, dead. But we see him again in Endgame, and that Endgame version joins us for this show. So, that's a lot of Loki. But this show was excellent. Probably the strongest one at this point. Is that fair to say? The strongest, strongest? one? Strongest, yeah. Yeah. yeah Better than WandaVision one. and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think it's the most even... Yeah, you know, I, it, I agree with you on that. One. It doesn't have like ups and downs with you know. Yeah, there's very little qualms. It's the most like yeah consistent. Consistent, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do. I I like that Falcon and the Winter Soldier does deal with some more uh, real issues here, like right. the whole racial stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy uh, Loki because it came out. I came out. Of I really came out of nowhere. For yeah, me. I really enjoyed Owen Wilson in this. Yes. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was a he was a surprise. Um, I like him at times, but I I haven't in the past been like a huge Owen Wilson fan. Wow! But he really, I think this was a home run wow. for him. It's almost like he settled into like a more mature, which he's done in the past as well, but like a role where he kind of takes a backseat. And I thought he did really well. When where where when do you not like Owen Wilson? I mean. Very early on in his career, okay. like he does like a lot of like dumb comedy stuff, and I don't. He can be grading. There was a point when he got really hot that he was like in twenty movies a year. That's tr- that's true. Yeah, and it was like okay, Owen Wilson. you're right, you're right, because those movies I avoid. Yeah, but then I watch them in, in Wes Anderson movies, and I'm like oh, I love this. Okay, guy. so you only watch like his best <laughs> stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Even then, early on in the Wes Anderson movies, he's not the strongest part of those movies. No, I, I prefer Luke Wilson. Yeah, so but. He was good. Tom Hiddleston was great. You know, this is a great cast. We got it. You know, what did you think about all the Lokis? I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought them going into that. What was it called? The um, 
that universe, that right? Place that world. To? Yeah. Yeah. The, is that the void? Sent? I think it's the void. The void. Yeah. Go I ahead. thought that was a lot of fun seeing the Easter eggs around there and and everything, and then seeing all the Lokis together was great. I think that like end credit scene where they show like all of them, um, with like is it crocodile? It's not an alligator, right? Yeah, it's a it's a croc. Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun. I was like, huh, is that was that like a is that something from the comics or is that completely new? No, I think that's completely and, new. And again, I'm not like the end all be all on every comic ever written. There's a lot of stuff out there. But I believe that that was an original concept, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone in the room looking at each other. <laughs> well, that that walked so Spider-Man could run. That is true. Okay. All right. Let's talk about that. We get the multiverse and we get, I think, our first confirmation that it's real and that we're going to dip into it. Because WandaVision is like the third tease. First, we get it in Spider-Man, yeah. right? Yeah, in, yeah. in, 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 in uh, I forgot what it's called. No, far, far from, from, from home. home. And then we get it ripped out from under us. No, no, it's not. And then we get it in WandaVision. And then, no, it's, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. Right. And then we get it in Loki. And, and, and it is. It is. There is a multiverse. It we get literally, we sit down and have a conversation for like about eight minutes with a guy that just explains to us how the multiverse works. And we knew that the multiverse existed because Doctor Strange, the greatest movie in the MCU, um, Covers it, like introduces the concept, and then we explore it in in Endgame, right? When with the time heist, but we don't know that there's like that we can pull from it and like jump back and forth and basically explore it the way that the comics do. This is our first like divergent way because the multiverse in like Endgame is more like just like points in time and then Mm -hmm. divergent, like okay, things go differently. But here we have like all the different versions of Loki and and we start to understand we introduce the villain um, who is he he who remains. Well, this one is he who remains, which is a form of Kang, which is a form of um, Nathaniel Richards. Right. That's the name, Mm -hmm. which is a form of multiple other different versions. So we're going to get a couple of different villains out of this, but they're the same guy technically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is just opens up, and you're gonna like that because that leads right into the next Ant Man movie, Link. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? Because I was gonna ask, when do you, when do we see Loki next? Because we know there's gonna be a Loki show in the future. Yeah, in some distant in some, future. Yeah. <laughs> but I was trying to think, like, okay, when do we see him again? Are we gonna see him maybe in Doctor Strange? Or, or now that you mentioned that, uh. I mean, so much changes so quickly. Like, for example, we just talked about Doctor Strange, two possibilities coming off of Spider-Man just a week ago. And now we're getting word that, like, anything is fair game. That, like, Multiverse of Madness might have anything you've ever seen by any Marvel property at any for real. point in time. So, yeah, maybe he's there. Maybe he shows up at the end credit of the next Marvel series. Maybe we don't see him for two years. And when we finally get a Loki too, I have no idea how to answer that question because I'm here for the ride. And I think, as you mentioned, I'm not sure I'm in for all the speculation and everything. I'm no, because I was trying to ha- figure out. Okay, yeah, what happens to Loki now? <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part, we're not gonna really, really know that answer until season, season two, two? Okay. of Loki. Yeah, but we might see him before then. I mean, you never know at this. You never know. Point. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, we're just coming off of uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, which is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Loki was great. It was a brilliant, nice narrative. It took some some bold steps. One thing I really enjoyed about uh, Loki, yeah, and this is a theme that I've seen here in, in, in these shows, is that some of the showrunners and directors that they're getting for these shows, yeah. I don't want to say that they're nobodies, but they're, they're not huge. Names. They're not huge names, right? Yeah. So for the guy for for the showrunner for Loki, Michael Waldron, yeah. he he is one of Dan Harmon's uh, like writers. Yeah. So this guy worked on Community. Okay. Uh, Harmon Quest, Rick and Morty. Right. So just seeing like, oh man, like a guy from the comedy genre mm-hmm. excelling in this, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I mean, we already had that, right, with the the community directors. No, yeah, you, you see yeah. it, you see it, community, yeah, you see it with the Russo brothers, you yeah. see it with uh, um, Adam McKay writing mm-hmm. uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. So I thought, so I always so, appreciate so stuff like that. more representation yeah, right I, there. I appreciate the small stuff like that. Comedy genre. Um, yeah, I'm not super big into TV and like who makes it and who does it. Um, traditionally been more into film. Yeah. And I, I, TV seems to be more of a labor of love because I feel like you don't get as big of a reputation as like movie directors yeah. and writers. But I do think that maybe from this crop of directors and writers that uh, Marvel is getting to write yeah. these shows, maybe they get to write their future movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're ta- like you said, these are people who don't have, you know, they're not a big name, mm-hmm. but you can work on them. You can yeah. invest in them. And at this point, some of these shows are even bigger than some of these movies. Yeah. It's, it's almost interchangeable when you're working on these projects. The next thing that we got was What If. We're going to move to that really quickly because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. I think even among us, we haven't. Yeah, Link has not seen it. <laughs> yeah, so just for Link, we're not going to spoil it. Don't spoil it because apparently I have to watch it. Yeah, with What If, um, that was one I wasn't interested in at all. Um I, I don't know what it was. I think I think secretly deep down it's like I wanted a <laughs> Star Wars what if. Oh yeah. That, that I've heard a lot but, of chatter about that. Didn't we get and that? Then, the- so then Marvel got yeah. it and then I don't know. I just felt like I knew I was gonna I was gonna watch I was gonna get around to it, but it wasn't like I'm gonna get up at six in the morning and watch this. It was no priority. It yeah. 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 And yeah, I was waiting sometimes 24, 36 hours, right? Before I <laughs> watched the episode. I was waiting months. <laughs> I think, and I think what it was, was, I, I mean, I didn't jump on it the first two episodes. Yeah. And then I think I went, I I dropped by your house to, you guys were watching the third one. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a fan of the third one. Yeah, same. I think like, it you was went okay. through the, you, like, they went through the whole episode. And then the last like two minutes of the episode, I was like, I'd rather watch this. Like, I'd rather the whole episode be about this than what I just saw. Yeah. And so... That um didn't really set well with me, I guess, for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I gave it a shot, and and I saw some of them. Some of them were good. Um, I think, I think it got better in some respects. Yeah. And then I think towards the end, um, like we said, I thought it wasn't gonna relate to what was going on hmm. in the main. Yeah. Storyline. Couldn't be more and wrong. So, but then sometimes you know, uh, Marvel do that to you. So. And you know what they're doing? They're keeping us honest. Because they're like, listen, you don't have to like everything, but you better watch everything. Yeah. Because we're going to hold you accountable <laughs> yeah. to it. You know? So it's like, for example, I don't regret watching Eternals. I didn't enjoy the experience. But, like, I can't imagine having not seen it. Because I know they're going to hold my feet to the fire about it at some yeah. point in the future. <laughs> I guess as a pitch to what if for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, I got hooked, like, right away in the sense the first episode is about... 
First Avenger. So all you First Avenger fans, all right, a little a little love letter to you. So of course Peggy Carter was all over it. My wife loved it, so she was in. And if she's into watching an anime week to week, an animated series, I'm there. So the second week, Black Panther, right, is the second episode. R.I.P. Bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my favorite. Like, so watch this show. At least get to episode two, but you should watch the whole thing. It's pretty short. Um, you know what? I'm going to watch it just for Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, and then Boseman returns back later. So he'll be in. Oh. So this will be the, your last experience with Chadwick Boseman. Is it his voice? As Black Panther. Yeah, he is oh. literally on the show, and it's his last Marvel work. Dang so it. he comes in about three episodes, and they're all the best oh, you, episodes. You know what? You guys sold me yeah. on it now. Marvel Zombies is great. That episode's really good. That was fun. Yeah, and then it all comes out to a like climactic finale at the end and it all comes together so i think it's a strong product it's not the best thing you ever see i did watch it week to week because it was easy to digest 20 to 25 minutes you know in a week before the next time i think some of them did stack up where i watched them like two back to back but like to compare with star wars visions that was a, a big dump i felt like i really pushed through star wars visions and didn't give them enough time to really enjoy them <laughs> as individual that, yeah. because i felt like i had to rush through them so you take your time, get through them at whatever pace, but what if it is essential viewing? Um, moving forward, the last show that we just got, and the reason why we kept this topic for last is because we just got off the finale for Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. Do, do we need a spoiler warning here? Maybe, if you haven't watched the... I guess if you haven't yeah. watched Hawkeye, I guess... Pause. Pause. Watch Come it. back to it. Watch it. It's super short. How many episodes? Six episodes, unfortunately. Yeah, so like, Less than three hours. Too you, short. Too short. I agree. Okay. And I think, well, we're going to talk about what everybody's, you know, response to it was. But I think that anyone who didn't love it, it's probably because we could have used an episode or two more yeah. of the show. I think it should have gotten nine, like WandaVision. I could see that. If they if they want to keep those formats. Um, but I do agree. I think it was a bit too short. Yeah. With that being said, too, though, I don't know how much these shows cost. So I think that maybe some of these shows have to be like six, six episode because your overall budget has to be capped. You know, I don't know how I much think it's. I think it's twenty five mil an episode. So times six. That's like yeah, one fifty. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like movie budget. Huh? Was it less for Wandavision? No. 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 Wandavision. I think, like I it think was Wandavision's more. is twenty five. Oh, okay, so they just let the story breathe. I guess. I don't know. These shows get expensive, so I understand why the episode counts are short. But how long? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I think all the episodes. Um, I think their budget is 25 million yeah. episode for all the MCU shows. How long? Um, is Mandalorian usually? Uh, eight episodes. Eight episodes. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but their budget's less, right? It's like 10 mil an episode. Or 15, I think it is 10, 10 mil. I think they got a bigger budget for the second Listen season. Listen up, you give all your money. The Mandalorian. Okay? <laughs> Mark but, my words. But look, they do eight episodes at like 15, 10 to 15 mil. No, give them 20. If you're giving if you're giving Marvel shows 25, you can give. But I think honestly, people I think 25. they spend more on the cast in Marvel shows than they do in Star Wars you shows. You know what? You're right there. That's what it is because it's like Tom Hiddleston, Jeremy Renner. Like mm. They're paying Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. No, you're right. You're right. You know? And I mean, on a lesser note, also the other people in the in the cast. So, this show, I loved it. It's based, clearly influenced on the Matt Fraction comic book run that I made Gabriel read concurrently with this series. Beautiful. 
Yeah, me and Link are re re. Well, I reread it. I know Link's read it. I think he probably remembers it more than I do. I no no. I tried rereading it, but I I stopped. Oh, okay. Not because so, I didn't like it, just like yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, especially during this holiday season. Which I mean, we could talk about that too. Fitting this show into your holiday schedule, um, it was a priority for me. It was a family priority. It's what we do. Um, what was your reaction to the show? Why is it so great? Why is the show so great? Yeah. You you gave me the little stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you gave me the tracksuit mafia, the tracksuit Draculas. They didn't say bro enough, but you gave them to me. I think they said bro a lot, and then they suddenly stopped Stop saying, saying bro. it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they you... stopped. I think they were just like, we're just gonna do this a first episode, give you two more the next one, and that's it. But you... Man, that was my one complaint after <laughs> every episode. Bros. Not enough bros. I'd go on Twitter and like, not enough bros. They once sprinkled again. them in because I was like, wait, looking for them. I think there's one in the finale, but yeah. Yeah. But no, I love, I think, I love them. Mm-hmm. I was shocked by the person they introduced. I did not see that coming. We're uh, talking about. I think we remember, can talk about it. Yeah, right? we can talk about okay, it. Okay, so was, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I was shocked they introduced Kingpin. Oh really? You were shocked? Because Kingpin's nowhere in the comic book. Yeah, no. Well, I didn't know they were gonna do. It. I didn't know they were gonna do Echo. I, I, actually, 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 oh, and the Echo too. Actually, I just reread the book, and Kingpin is actually in the comic. Is book. it? Is yeah, it? I hadn't remembered. Yeah, he it either, is. Yeah. I don't remember. They have a big meeting with like all the mob bosses, and like the track shoots do report to Kingpin. Kingpin, yeah. So oh. it's a minor story, so they like really emphasize it here. Mm. And they build up to it. It's kind of like since it takes place in the comic book world, these characters just kind of drop on the page. Yeah, like, Here yeah. is Kingpin. Here he is, and there he's gone. Yeah, you know? man. I guess you gotta re, gotta reread. Yeah, it. you do gotta reread because it's. I have was to that read. one towards was that one towards the end or was that? No, that's like pretty early. Bidding for, they're bidding for the tape. Yeah, right? they're bidding for the tape. Right. Yeah, that's, that's like what it is. in the first arc. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I, I mean, you guys were hyping this up like, oh, Kingpin's coming. Uh, Daredevil's coming. Yeah. it's we're i was waiting for them to show up at some point so i was waiting for daredevil to show up just because i knew kingpin was gonna well there was rumors that kingpin was gonna show up in episode five Mm -hmm. um and that was me trying to avoid spoilers trying to avoid anything because i told you this this tiktok influence influencer kind of ruined that for me Mm -hmm. but then there's gabriel who (laughs) who just tells me everything (laughs) Oh, it sounds. But see, it's better when it comes from Gabriel, in my opinion, because it's interpersonal. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as that goes, these shows have taught me one thing, especially this one. I am. I'm done with that. Yeah. Like, I'm like I can't. I can't keep doing that and to pass it on because it's like giving that knowledge to somebody else. Now they know it too. And now, like as much as they don't want to, their expectations are going to be built up as well. Yeah, because knowledge. And I'm not. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, because no, not... I was saying like. Again, we're doing this remotely. Chivalry. 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 Again, we're doing this remotely. Gabriel at home sick with COVID. So go ahead. So um, with me, it's just, I think that passing that information along isn't necessarily fair just because I see something on Twitter or I see a thread or I see a conversation and then just give that to somebody else because it's still an idea. Like as much as you don't want to think about it and like, watch genuinely want to be surprised someone just tells you that i mean it's not like someone dropping a leak right like on your in your messages but still like it is an idea and it is kind of influencing where you think the story might go because now it's there and like you've heard it you can't unhear it all right i give you permission to do that to me okay only you i i give you permission to be temperate 
in what you share because knowledge is power and power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and sometimes i feel like the media this social media aspect is giving us absolute power like total knowledge every aspect of it because in our human experience we're supposed to see view and go through things and then come to terms with how we interpret that and then come together and compare and contrast with others but i think in generations past whether it be the news whether it be governments media influences how and what you think and it's trickling into our entertainment we talk about how these stories the reason why we explore them week to week is because the stories we tell shape our morals and our values but now we're not allowed to interpret the stories through our own prism or our own lens because we have other people's interpretations people that we don't even know and just uh, a a smorgasbord of interpretations before we're even able to digest it ourselves within our own spectrum because at this point i feel like a lot of the like a lot of my thinking when it comes into these shows now is like regurgitated thoughts that i saw on twitter mm-hmm. yeah or reddit and things like that um like with the with the previous shows I'd, i would like watch a youtube video or two to see if like if i had an idea to see like if other people were agreeing with me yeah or if but you were right opened a, you know of your exactly assumption. but that opened the that opened a can of worms that it's just like oh this is way more than i thought i was gonna get yeah and so i think moving forward it for me it's just gonna be I'm going to try and take it. Um, whatever I see is what I'm going to get. And I'll I'll talk about my own theories um, with my friends. Right. But it'll be for me. It's not it's not knowledge that I'm getting from somewhere else because people know a lot. Yeah. And the Internet, it's a big place and people will have this like they'll pull out. Yeah. This happened in issue number so and so from this comic. Something that I may know, something that a lot of people may not know. It, may, it might be like the most minute detail. And that is a spoiler. That is a spoiler because you know that's where they're drawing from, you know? Exactly. And I and that's I mean, that's one thing I I feel like with the Marvel um creative team, they do very good jobs at adapting so many different things Mm -hmm. that may like you wouldn't expect them to. And I mean I think it's great because I will see something that happens on the show and then I'll see the inspiration from the comic and I'm like, oh, that's actually a really cool way that they did that. And they do it time and time again and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but as for this show, I really enjoyed um Haley Steinfeld. She's I've been great. a big fan of her yeah. since True Grit. Um, I've really like kept up with the career. I think she's I think she's fantastic. Yeah, I you're a big um, fan of Pitch Perfect Three, I remember. I love it. I absolutely love that trilogy. It, it almost as good as Lord of the Rings, you know? <laughs> um What? This but, is crazy. <laughs> Okay, Yelena. That's another uh, Yelena uh, Florence Pugh standout for me in Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, her and in everything was, she's ever done, probably. I honestly, pretty, pretty much. I think she stole the show for me too. As, yeah. as, 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 like I, the same thing she did in in Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> she did it here. I'm like, dang it. I think that I think that the conversations that her, Haley Stein, uh, Yelena, and those Kate are Bishop so beautiful conversations. Are some of the best stuff, yeah. man. It's it's so good and. And I'm a fan, and I I I want to show talking over a table, yeah. yeah. And that that's pretty I, much. I think that's what was my favorite part of the show, like those small details, like yes. their conversations together, hilarious. Mm. And I love that Bro, they dragged they dragged them on. Yes, give them yes. a podcast in character. 
Yeah. I love that they dragged on like the conversations yes. too. I also love love the conversations that the tracksuits have with each other mm-hmm. when they're talking about all the movies where where they have tracksuits. Yeah. Not just not just that, also the conversation between uh Kate and 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 and, and Clint. Clint. Yes. Clint. Yeah. The when they're on the subway and then he, she's like, "Oh, we need to let the dog out." And then he can't hear her because, you know, he's part deaf and then he repeats that back to her and oh we're understanding each other in the car the dialogue is really the dialogue was really good in this yeah the conversation yeah no i i think and especially like um reading the matt fraction um comic it's actually really interesting to see the parallels yeah and just because i thought it was really cool like there's some little there's some smaller parts i haven't finished it i'm almost done Mm -hmm. with it but um from what i've seen so far it's nice to be able to see certain things that they pull from the comic um, and and how they translate it and how they fit it into their story. Um, I think that the relationship with, with Clint and Kate is a bit more, I, I want to say ambiguous. Yes. In the comics, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't know if like, it's like a, I'm a mentor to you or it's like this could be like I care for you in a romantic sense mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, because there's a huge age I, difference between the show and the exactly, yeah. and and in the show, I think that they know they like they know what they are. Yeah, and, it's clear, and it works. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I just I love the chemistry with of them together. Um, I like like Link said the little stuff with the tracksuit mafia and that conversation with about like Imagine Dragons and, and yeah, it's that's yeah. for helping him out in such a serious situation. Like yeah. that she's being held captive and she's giving him dating advice, and then the fact that that pays off at the end where he comes back and he's like, I really appreciate the dating advice. He's like, so why do you have a gun pulled on me? And it's, a, I mean, I, I love that type of stuff. And, and I thought, I thought a lot of it was fantastic. Um, Kingpin was a big surprise, um, but he was back. Like we got him. He's like, back. And what? Yeah. And like, and having that at the same time with um, yes. Spider-Man coming yeah. out. Oh yes. The um, one, two punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was great. Like seeing, seeing, um, I mean, Spider-Man spoilers, but seeing um, Matt Murdock in the movie and then coming back to like get Kingpin days in between is just yeah. It's almost it's like beautiful. a one-two-three punch because I feel like I was rewarded for watching Black Widow with Yelena. Then I was rewarding for between going between Matt and Fisk in Spider-Man and this show, and then just this show in and of itself, like all of it. It was just. I think a great show. You could have been born at any time. <laughs> yes, this is a continuing theme. <laughs> um, me personally, I have this one experience. That Hawkeye shirt with the purple arrow, no context, like that logo. I wore that shirt like 10 years ago. And then everybody would always ask me what it is. And I'd have to explain it or make up some other reason. Like when I got tired of answering it, just lie. And just like have a different answer every time. But <laughs> now... I'm, to come back and be like, now that is an I like iconic symbol now. Mm. Like he's wearing it on Disney Plus. Every no one's gonna ask me what the sign is anymore. Time to get a new shirt. Yeah. Well I did actually. But um but it says Hawkeye on it. So oh. it's like oh so obvious. Oh. oh. But you can't be a hipster. I highly recommend the show. If anyone hasn't seen this show, you probably shouldn't listen to the last couple minutes of it. But if you haven't seen the show or you haven't read that book, I know that a lot of our fans fans we have fans a lot of our listeners viewers they're not viewers either a lot of our (laughs) listeners um may watch this stuff but not as many of them you know check out the books 
read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, you will be bountifully rewarded. I got you right now. Okay. I got you guys. You might be thinking, where can I read this? I don't want to buy it. Yeah. Comic books are expensive, right? Correct. Well, if you're in the Miami-Dade area. No, in, in almost any market. What? Okay, yes. In any market in America. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, no, in America. But yeah. if you are in the Miami-Dade area, go to your library. Get a card. Be, become a member. It's free. Yeah, your local library. Local library. They're going to give you access to Hoopla. And from there, you can watch. You can And Libby. And Libby. You can watch. You can read. Yeah a whole all their library right and they have a lot of comic books there yeah. you can read hawkeye there you books, can audiobooks, books, audiobooks, comic books. you can read the hawkeye language there. language learning yeah. services mm-hmm. as well yes. languages you can read hawkeye there if you want you can read wandavision over there if you want mm-hmm. if you want to learn more about winter soldier you can read uh ed brewbreaker's run mm-hmm. on captain america go go to the library be, get be Become a member or, you know, right. what's, I don't know what the yes, term is. Yes, a member, yeah. Subscribe. I don't know. Hit like, subscribe. <laughs> it's not a service. And you get. Public service. There, you can just. Because I, I am blessed that George, for some reason, has a huge. Not for some reason. He has a huge comic book digital library. I like thought that thousands, was going somewhere else. Thousands of. <laughs> thousands of, of books. Mm-hmm. Comics. Um, but if you're not blessed like I am, or like Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Go to your library. You'll yeah, get it there there's, for free. Yeah, just resources. They're at your fingertips. And with the stuff that George doesn't have, the library has. There's a bunch of stuff on the horizon. I'm just going to throw out their names, and we only have time to talk about probably what you're most excited for. Wait, really quick, really quick. Yeah. Hawkeye. I love the show. I think it's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed in one thing. What? I wanted a Pizza Dog episode. I mean, but you only had six, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. But I wanted, I thought we were going to no get dialogue. something like that. No yeah. dialogue, just a just dog. Just a dog. Oh, I yeah. really wanted Bro, that. Bro, that issue was genius, man. Yeah, that issue was genius. But also, going back and rereading it now, like, it would have been the shortest episode <laughs> of all time. Maybe they can turn it into a short, like one of those Ooh, little specials that they have that in Disney+. That would be Plus. amazing, actually. That'd be pretty one cool. shot. They should bring the one shots back. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so, we don't have a lot of time. I'm going to rattle off the names of everything that they announced on Disney Plus Day. All right, you guys tell me what you're most excited about. Coming soon, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel, What If Season 2, Loki Season 2, maybe this year, possibly. I Am Groot, I think those are just shorts. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. X-Men 97, rebooting the original X-Men cartoon that many of us grew up watching. Is that coming out in 2022? Uh, we don't know. 22 Ooh, to 23. This seems good. Like, yeah. I think that might, though, because it's just an animated series. It's not like a, a big temple for yeah. them. Um, Spider-Man Freshman Year, which we missed in the movies. So we'll explore it through an animated series. Ironheart, the successor to Tony Stark, uh, Riri Williams. Um, Agatha, House of Harkness. Armor Wars. Marvel Zombies. And Secret Invasion. It's a lot. What are you what are you excited for? I'm excited for, yeah, 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 okay. I'm glad you said something that was coming cl- <laughs> that yeah. was much closer than further away. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think I'm excited for Moon Knight. Oh, so both of you say Moon Knight. Knight. Oscar Isaac. You, <laughs> bro, you got Mr. The real Mr. Three oh five there. Uh, we're getting our Hispanic representation right there. Yeah. I lo- yeah, I'm with Gabriel. Why? What so And I mean I think that the, like the character may not be Hispanic. He could be Hispanic. Yeah. Um, 
being portrayed by a Hispanic actor. Mm. But even then, like, I'm such a huge fan of Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's a great and, actor. And, like, he's fantastic. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not the most educated on Moon Knight mm-hmm. in the comics and stuff oh, like we'll, that. We'll Once again, that. you can go to Hoopla and wa- exactly, read the stuff but, there. But from what I, from, from what I do know... um. That character is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like from the thing, the small, the small tidbits that I've read and and that I've heard about him, um, the character is really, really I think exciting and different. And from that little tidbit that we saw of footage, that sold me. I'm like, I'm I'm in whatever this is. I'm in. Yeah, it's Oscar Isaac, and with the amount of like the footage, the brief footage that I got, mm-hmm. I'm sold. That's how I feel about She Hulk. She Hulk's one of my favorite runs. Um. If they do it with the tone that the Log. comic has, I think it could. If it's it, it might be. If they do like a comedy tone, I think you're gonna love it. Oh, they're gonna do comedy. I they might if they if because I saw I saw the, the best runs are. I saw it. the picture thing and yeah. I'm like, is this Law and Order? <laughs> yeah, it gave me like a Law and Order SVU. You've never vibe. read the She-Hulk comics? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure your boy's gonna be in it. I know. See, that's you. That's right. I'm really excited Matt about Murdoch. I'm really excited about that. Oh, sorry, let's not speculate. Let's not speculate. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I don't. I don't want to give you guys ideas or, yeah. or false hope. I'm excited because I do believe he might be in the show. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm imagining a scene where it's Jessica Walter. What is it? Uh, is it Jessica Walters? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking of the actress. I'm like, that can't be right. It's Jessica Walters and Matt Matt Murdoch against each other in the courtroom. That give good. give that to me. You know who else is actually in? The She-Hulk comics a lot. Firefox, is that his name? The the Thanos's brother? Is that, no, Star Fox. I'm sorry. Star Fox. Oh, Star you didn't Fox. tell me. Yeah. So. Hmm. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Something to think about. Maybe. With some watermelon know. sugar. Okay. I'm also excited for Miss Marvel. I that comic is really good. It's adorable. Yeah. So hopefully they do it well. They do it justice. Again, I just rattled off like 15 titles. It's there's a bright shining new tomorrow. Um, I remember that line in The Dark Knight where it says... Where's Rachel? No, not that one. Um, To paraphrase, and I don't remember it word for word, but I know that the night is always darkest before the dawn. And to end this merry month of Marvel, where some of us were having our doubts about Marvel's ability to continue on with their expanded universe in the wake of... Endgame, Phase 3, and all these stories they started telling, the light has shined bright. The light has shone upon us with Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Hawkeye, and this slate of stuff that all sounds really good. Maybe it's not all going to hit. Sometimes we put our hopes in our future. We have a lot of plans. We have a lot of ideas for what's best for us. But time and circumstance gets in the way of our own plans. Sometimes we get to celebrate our triumphs and sometimes we get to mourn our losses. But we know that we will keep moving on. And with so many events ahead of us, new faces to meet, new stories to tell, new experiences to have. We'll keep exploring the human experience from month to month and year to year to come. 
So to end this merry month of Marvel as we head into this new year, it's a new year with family, friends, and the heroes that we look up to. And as we keep exploring these and other stories, I hope that everyone is safe, healthy, at home, and that you remember to keep on searching.